Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Pints of Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide through your journey in detailing. I am joined by Greg Masterson. You can find him at Masterson's Wax on most platforms. Uh, more specifically, though, I think, Greg, you are a big fan, as well as uh, me on TikTok. TikTok. You can find him at Masterson's Car Care. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on most social platforms at Total Auto Solutions, or if you are on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. Greg, uh, for me, going into 2021, this is a very exciting time because we are about to go into number two. This is our second year being on stage at Mobile Tech Expo coming oh, really? up February 4th, 5th, and 6th. The wow. podcast will be there on stage giving away free beer and recording episodes. So, very excited if anybody that uh, it will be at Mobile Tech Expo, that will be the ultimate way of meeting up. Uh, and we will have a drop soon where people can register to come be a part and uh, record episodes up on stage. So looking forward to that. And uh, Greg, uh, are you, I know you're opening up a store. You mentioned not sure if you're going to go to Mobile Tech. Uh, what are you hearing though? Uh, it's been interesting as different companies have pulled out. Uh, now the association that, uh, was for detailers, uh, they have pulled out. What What do you think? What When you look at the uh, the industry, where do you see people going to mobile tech or not? This is news for me. The IDA pulled out of mobile tech? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, and I'm like, what? Like, when did this happen? Yesterday? A couple of weeks ago. Wow, what did they say? Uh, I don't know, they, they made a release. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I didn't read it. I just heard secondhand. So I, I didn't read I, it. <laughs> I, I don't do email, man. E everybody still reads email. Man. Listen, I, 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 there's no doubt about it. I, I've, you know, I've said over and over, I'm extremely ADD. I got tested in high school at 111 words a minute. So if you're reading, that's sort of like watching a movie in super slow motion. And then also having the ADD, I could get about a paragraph or two down a page and that's all I could do. I, I literally, <laughs> could, so I, I had to learn how to go through a collegiate preparatory high school called Holland Hall. I had to graduate from college and took about 36 hours of a master's. And I've only read, I think, four books. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just I had to learn a different process. I don't read. So people still send me emails and wonder why I don't read emails. And I'm like, Hey, listen, I just, I mean, cause I don't read. Uh, I, 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 I connect with you on that. I just, I, I, yeah. to, be, to be honest, I think reading is a very, my mind works on a really fast. Too much faster. Pace. Yeah. Too fast. Like it's, it's yep. pedal to the metal. And I think reading is just too old of a communication form. We should be doing everything video. And, and uh, I've been, and, and I've audio. said, this, yeah, audio and video. I've said this since like the nineties. It's just that it didn't, it wasn't fast enough then. And now we have the technology to do that, but still people go back to the text message, which really bothers me. And it's you know, text message is fine for me because it's still small, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's small. a short little spot, but an email is normally this drawn out thing. And it just you must not, you must not text with a lot of women. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. <laughs> you must not. You must not because the texts that I get, they're like, they're, they go, I'm scrolling. And I'm like, like, whoa, this could be published, you know? Greg, Greg, I, I've seen the women. Uh, I, I'm fine with not getting those texts. 
that's, that's the way that's the way I see it, you know. And uh, so, uh, you know, with the new year, man, this is the 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 new year is incredibly crazy. W- with the people pulling out of mobile tech, I'm just kind of mind blown on this. I know, know, right? It's very um, mind blowing. Yeah, but you know, who is all going to mobile tech? Detailers. There won't be a whole lot of brands, but I mean, we're hearing a large amount of detailers through the East Coast that are definitely headed there. Uh, shocked that brands aren't supporting them, aren't supporting the industry. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, we're getting a lot of feedback. That would be a good turnout. You know, of course, it'll be down. Sure. Yeah, yeah sure no, it'll I, be down, but, yeah, but there's yeah. still going to be a good solid turnout. You know, I've never actually been to the mobile tech because um, I, I just didn't feel like it grasped out there enough. The, the it, it is much more you're you're right it's a more niche you know it's much smaller of course than SEMA mm-hmm. but for the professional detailing industry it's the number one expo no doubt yeah, yeah now yeah. for the rest of the industry that you know goes more into your segment with enthusiasts and you know mm-hmm. uh, that side right you know SEMA would be much more beneficial Mobile Tech Expo is very specific on if you're a mobile technician. So that that's not just detailing though. So it's yeah. it's mixed with PDR. PDR, and there's a lot of PDR technicians. And um, there's a you know we touch have up. touch up is there. Um, and then Wheel of course repair. Wheel repair is there. It's not Final big. Wrap. Right? Nah, vinyl wrap is t- it's it's tough because you got to think mobile. window window chip t- repair. Uh, window repair, I would imagine. I don't walk through that side. Yeah, I don't walk through that side much, but I imagine it's there, no doubt. I imagine it's there. I've seen a lot of it, you know, the the mobile tech. The mobile tech, it's very, it's a very great expo. If someone someone could take the time out of their business to go to an expo like this, they can probably gain a lot of information. And I recommend it. Oh, tons. All day Thursday is nothing but training. So I'll be, I'll be bright and early eight o'clock Thursday morning. Wow. Yeah. Second <laughs> year I've given that spot to me. Uh, you know, Hey, thanks. Happy to be there. Uh, we'll be recording bright and early at 8 AM. Uh, and then there's education all day long from people like Mike Phillips, uh, and others in the industry that are, you know, give out a lot of great content to, to help out. Uh, Friday and Saturday is the expo. You know, like I said, we'll be up on stage both days, uh, you know, drinking. Listen, I, I drink a lot of beer those days. And then, <laughs> you know, uh, Friday is, is the crazy day because all day Friday I'm drinking. And then at five o'clock uh, Friday, as the expo closes, we go out to what's called a community pub. Um, you know, we have a virtual community pub every Wednesday night at 730 on Zoom. Meeting IDs 918-800-1188 if anybody wants to join us. And then a live regular in-person community pub is held at Mobile Tech Expo. And it is Friday at five o'clock. You walk out and drink more free beer. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's wonderful, right? Incredible. We got to do yeah. something like this out here in California sometimes when, when everything opens up. Nothing, nothing is open up over here. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, we came, we did uh, Mobile Tech Vegas uh, in 19. And so, you know, 20, that definitely got cut out. But, uh, you know, hopefully 2021 Mobile Tech Vegas. And then definitely you can be there for that. Yeah, so, I'd love, yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to be there for that. And, you know, I'd love to see if I can go to Mobile Tech. Right now, I'm actually building another Masterson's Car Care store in Florida, which is 
not that far from where Mobile Tech. Mobile Tech's in Orlando, actually, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you said it's like the weekend after or two weekends after or something. Uh, the month after. Or what, what? When's Mobile Tech? February? Uh, February 4th, 5th, and 6th. Okay. I'm hoping to open up one month after that. Oh, full month. Okay. Full month. Yeah, full month. And uh, in March, I'm hoping the beginning of March. And we're already setting it up uh, already out there. And, and hopefully you can go out there, man, because... Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about that, trying to get out there. Yeah, yeah, it might be crazy. Maybe you can go and do a a pints and polishing setup over there at the at the new store. I think that'd be crazy to do a podcast. And uh, maybe we'll talk about that later. I think that'd be great. Talk about talk about that on the air because everybody that's everybody's going to be invited to this, man. And and it's going to be great for you to go. Everybody else go because we're going to have a big party. I just love having a great for you, Greg. Congrats (laughs) on the other location, man. Congratulations. Uh, That's cool. Thank you. Uh, so, Greg, when you think of uh, a new year, I mean, what excites you? I know you've got some business, what we just talked about, but personal-wise, you have a, you know, do you do a resolution? Do you do a, a thing for the year? Or, you know, how do you, when we talked, uh, you know, as we won- winded down 2020, uh, you were going to put some personal matters together. You took some time off. You know, you you rode some bikes. You got away. When when you prepped for your 2021, how do you personally look at it? What do you, do you get excited? You you cautious? Where, where do you view it? You know, I the end of every year, I feel like um, because I live a different lifestyle than a lot of other people. My my work is like my lifestyle. It's they're kind of really interconnected. It's really cool. Okay, so like I love what I do. And I come to work every day and that's my lifestyle. And I work like almost seven days a week. But the end of the year, I feel like from a business standpoint, running any type of business, working in a business, you can't get anything done. Actually, you can't get anything done because everybody else is on vacation or doing other stuff. So I made a, a realization, actually a mentor taught me this a couple of years back, just the way they scheduled it, is that the last two weeks of the year are pretty much gone. You can't do anything with it anyways. You can't make any moves in our progress or new moves. So I, I take those last two weeks and I just, they they don't even exist to me. And I just, it's like those weeks didn't exist. And everybody that I know goes on vacation, not vacation, but we just don't work. And I try to wrap everything up personally so I can go into 2021 with like a full hammer, you know, like uh, drop the hammer 2021 new year, because my goal is every year, is, is to double down every year, the beginning of the year, double down, do whatever you did last year, twice, double it. And that's why I love having so much success with business. Cause you get, you go from uh, one year, you can get like, you know, let's say you make a 500,000 next year, you can make a million. If you just double down, you know, you gotta, I, I believe in the double down. So I don't know how you feel about that, man. It, you know, I, it, I haven't heard that about closing down the year until recently also. Um, and the more I thought about it, and especially this year, I, I did it mentally, I did it physically. Uh, you know, my daughters come in, it's, it's only one of the few times I get to spend some, some time with my kids. And, it's, you know, otherwise, it's summer. Summer's <laughs> no time you really get to spend with your kids, right? I mean, in our industry, that is our, that's our busy season. So it's, yeah. it's never a good time, you know. I, so, so Christmas, holidays, you're right. Everything just kind of turns off and I could literally just spend days. I mean, we went skiing. Uh, I went boarding. They ski. Uh, I hurt my knee again. I always get hurt. It's just the way it is. You know, you, you never learn your lesson. Yeah. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, and then I spent hours and hours playing Fortnite and watching movies, <laughs> you know, it just, uh, it, it, it's a good time. So, yeah. you know, as I took that reflection time also. So personally, when I look at 2021, I'm encouraged. Uh, I think there's going to be a big challenge ahead of everybody in the industry. I think that that's from brands to detailers, to enthusiasts, to anybody that cleans a car. I think there's going to be big challenges in front of a lot of us. However, I think there's going to be incredible opportunities. You know, Greg, it's, it's known yeah. throughout history that whenever challenges come, those that can push forward really, like you said, double down, get to dramatically, dramatically increase. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. There, there's somebody I watch as well. I don't know if you watch is Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone, yeah, 10X yeah. everything. Just yeah. 10x everything. Just drop it down. Just and it's I know too much for me. You're like, whoa, that's too much. But you know, two yeah, x is good enough. Yeah, you're like two x. You know, I believe that you'll only go as big as your highest expectation. You know, if somebody dreams that they want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, how much money do you think they're going to make in the year? A hundred and one thousand dollars. It will really a hundred one thousand. If somebody wants to make five hundred thousand dollars a year, they're going to make five hundred and one thousand dollars a year right? But you got to dream big because then you might get to that level. You know, if you want to, if you want to make a million, forget the million, just go to the billion. You know, if you want to double down, you might have to go 10 X because you might get to eight X or you might get to nine X. All right, what's that? Uh, I think there was a song. Was it, uh, Oh gosh, she was that guy, uh, bulldog or something like that. What was his Pitbull. name? <laughs> bulldog. Pitbull. Yeah. 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 <laughs> was it, uh, you know, aim for the, Aim for the stars and land on the moon or something. It wasn't that one true. of the songs. I, I, yeah, I, is that, is that I, sort of your theory? Are you kind yeah. of one of those dream massively big and you'll, you know, even if you don't hit it, you'll be better than you were? Yeah, hell yeah. That's the, I mean, that's just the way you have to do it. Because if, 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 you know, if you look at a distance and you see like the finish line, you're going to see that finish line. And sometimes you might go harder to get to the finish line or sometimes you'll be like, oh, it's almost there. I'll yeah. Just, I'm almost yeah, there. A little it. coast towards the end it. once you yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah you're right. Coast, little coast, yeah. But if, if that yeah. finish line is actually way farther out, yeah. you'll blast past that. Uh, did you? I, I think you said you grew up playing instruments. So I grew up playing a lot of sports. And in football, they would heavily train us. You know, most most people, when they get to that five-yard line, to they start coasting down towards the yeah, end. They coast and down. it was always run five to ten yards past the finish line or the end zone. So you don't ever slow down early. Yeah, so yeah. I, I totally get that point. Well, so are you a goal setter? Is that what you are? I mean, if it would be hard to be a goal setter, if you're a, just a more of a hit as big as you can. Right. So how does that work for you personally? You know, I believe you have to, you have to have goals. And I think that some, something that I realized is that we underestimate what we do or we overestimate what we're going to do in a year. And we underestimate what we're going to do in 10 years. And that's, I think the biggest problem where people find trouble and success is that the new year comes up and everybody, the new year, okay, it's the new year. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to open a business. I'm going to fuck that girl that I want to get. I'm going to, I'm going to buy that car. I'm going to go to Italy. I'm going to write another book. I'm going to get that new job. And you think you're going to do all this stuff. And then at the end of the year, nobody, um, gets all that done. And they're like, oh, well, I didn't get it done. It's all right next year. But they could have just thought about that over 10 years. And, and, and they could have imagined that I could get all this stuff done in 10 years or more, but they think, oh man, like 10 years, that's so far away. 
I don't want to think that. So I truly start thinking in decades, what am I going to do in 10 years or over the course of 10 years? And I, I actually don't think, hey, I want this in 10 years. I got to get exactly this. But I know that I need to achieve this goal and the road might change. And, and you know, I might get some rain on the road, on the trip. I might get some snow on the trip. It might be sunny somewhere, but I'll still get to that end. And I think that's, that, that's the way I go on the goals, you know? And know yeah. where I got to go follow the road. All right. Uh, so for me, I'm not a goal. I used to, but I'm, I'm with you. I would, you normally pick all these goals and then, you know, listen, you just don't ever get them achieved. And so then when <laughs> I look at them, I'd get upset that I never got it done. And it would just be that circle, right? Yeah. So for me, I, I learned years ago, I started picking a word for the year. And then I just let okay. that, whatever, you know, whatever decisions, whatever thoughts, whatever ideas, wherever I want to go, I pattern it after that word. Okay. So my word for the year. Yeah. My word for this year is encouragement. Okay. Um, okay. And, and not only personally, you know, as I've shared, you know, coming through a lot of depression, uh, it is tough uh, losing your kids and then getting them back and then having them go away again. And it's just a continual rip open of a scab that I've, I've, I've really have been healing very nicely from lately. And, uh, you know, dropping my kids off yesterday, I always take my time. I, you know, I have my moments, I cry, I, I mourn. And then, you know, I began to encourage myself. And so it's not only personally, but I also as a business, we are going to be more encouraging. You know, we're already known as a community for being very, you know, positive and being, you know, trying to help as much as we can. So our word, uh, you know, as an overall community is going to be encouragement because I feel that there's going to be a lot of people that want to know, how do I overcome? How do I get yeah. through something? How do I take an idea and push it to the next level through 2021 where the landscape, we're not sure what it's going to look like. Yeah. Anybody can come out of 2020 and go, oh, it'll be better than that. Well, it could, Why not? but it depends on where you were, right? Mm -hmm. Some people did exceptionally well in 2020. Some mm -hmm. people struggled. So there was a lot of different, you know, there's a lot. So overall, I just say encouragement. So whatever it is somebody needs the encouragement for, hey, we're going to be there. And I get to come out of both ways, coming yeah. out of a struggling situation, as well as then having a, a progressive brand that's doing very well. So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's exciting. Um, when, when you look at the industry, right, let's move away from you personally. And, you know, let's, let's look at the industry. When, when you look at it, how, how do you view the industry? Is it is it going in a positive direction? What's going to be positive? What's going to be negative? Do you see pitfalls? Do you see, how do you think the industry goes in 2021? For professional or enthusiasts? Kind of both, huh? I mean, they're, I feel like they're both <laughs> tied so, up. So that's a great question. And that's why I put it in our notes. Like we, we got to, I think that we can now legitimately start to discuss both sides. Yeah. There's yeah. a clear division that has happened throughout the industry you know, we've called it in 2020, like it became very clear brand yeah. specifically saying they don't even want to talk or handle or discuss or be a part of the professional detailing side. And they only want to go with the enthusiast side. Uh, so there is a clear division. So great, great point. Let's go with your side, the enthusiast, you know, how, how do you think that that goes, you know, for the industry? You know, the enthusiast side is going to be big this yeah. year yeah. because everybody now is doing it at home. They want they they don't want to go to the car wash. Especially, I was just talking about this when we first started. It's everything in California shut down, and now that everybody's working from home, and we realize that all these people are working from home, people are actually driving less, and 
and they don't have to clean their car as much and they don't have to get those oil changes and that maintenance as much. And it's, it's like, I went and bought some tires for my Mustang, not because I drive so much because I light them up all the time. And, and there was nobody at the tire store. And I'm thinking, I'm like, how's business? Like, oh, it's been kind of down. I'm wondering, yeah, no wonder it's been kind of down. Nobody's going to drive. Nobody's driving around. And so if, if, if you're a perf- enthusiast market, it's going to go great because people are going to be at home and they want to clean their car and they want great new products to get that job done themselves. De- I've told people this for the for, forever. Detailing is so easy that you could teach it to a child and they can have the, the, the same amount of success detailing as a professional because it's that easy to do. It's running a business that's hard. And that's where we'll move over to professional detailing is that the detailers that get out there and in 2021 and actually just get out there, find new customers, go do, do the honestly door-to-door deal, you know, and, and do that, they're going to have great success. But all the people have to get over that rejection. Professional detailing is hard because it's just like any business, you're going to be told no a lot and you won't find no customers and you won't find customers until you be told no, like a hundred times <laughs> over and over and over again. All right. So, so that's a, that's an incredibly good suggestion. I'm going to pick your brain on that here in a second, but let me come back to, so what do you think the view of the professional detailing market is up, down? Is it going forward? Is it going backwards? You know, it, it, you know the professional detailing market is always going up. I truly believe that. It's, there's nothing stopping that market from going up. If somebody opens, this is no joke. Someone could take their $600 stimulus check. And I might make a video about this later this week. Someone take their $600 stimulus check and they can open an automotive detailing business and they can make $100,000 this year. They can go from being unemployed with that $600 check that they got from the government and they could go buy some detailing products right now at Masterson's Car Care, Masterson's.com, <laughs> and they can use code TikTok at 15% off and they could start a detailing business from nothing with 600 bucks. And I can guarantee you they could turn that into $100,000 like that with no problems. It's just that people need to go out there and just make the jump to get out there and go detail. People come right, in. So, my- so you mentioned that they, they need to go do it with face-to-face sales. So one of the questions we were going to talk about, so let's jump into that is, you know, what type of person's going to succeed in 2021? So, you, so you're saying for you, you think it's the people that get out and learn face-to-face sales? Yes, yes. And, and in 2021, 2022, 2030, the people who get out there and learn face-to-face sales are, are, are going to succeed. You know, they asked Bill Gates later, or they asked him, you know, Bill, um, they've asked Bill Gates this all the time. He was so rich for so long. They asked him, what was... What's the secret to business? And, and for a long time, he said innovation, he said was the secret to business. And then just in the past couple of years, he's, he said, they asked him, what was this, what's the most important skill in business? And he said, selling. Selling, selling is the number one thing. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and he even said, I wish I knew how to sell better at one time. I would have sold more stuff you know, because selling is what drives the business. And now it coming up into 2020 with people being so divided and people not communicating with each other, people's communication skills are going to go down big time. And with all these uh, schools not being in session, children aren't going to learn communication skills and they're going to be very dumbed down. Yes. So the people, that, the people that have communication skills, that know how to talk to people, that know how to communicate, even if you don't have it now, but you want to learn it, learn it now because those people are going to be the ones dominating over yeah. the next five years, just dominating everything. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> those yeah. people are going to have the best success. 
completely agree. When I look at the industry and I look at, you know, the enthusiast side, I, yeah, it's, it's going to grow. I think the interesting part that, you know, I, being that I've been in the car wash world, I've posted photos of being at car wash shows, uh, you know, years ago saying, Hey, detailers, you, you've been in the best time ever to be a detailer. This ceramic coating bubble will, will pop. Look, there's going to be car washes that sell ceramic coatings through their tunnel. It just yeah, will yeah. happen. And, yeah. it, and it already has. Yeah. Now you've got dealerships foaming cars with ceramic soap yeah. that, you know, they'll sell a five to seven year warranty on. Now it's, it's not, I know the professional side goes, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And they just, you know, throw rocks at it. It's, it doesn't matter really what the professional market thinks about that. The market as a whole, the words and the term ceramic coating are just going to get exploited. That's right. what marketers do. Yes. You know, yeah. that, that's, that's just what happens. Yeah. It's not for professionals to say, oh, you're destroying the industry. No, it was destroyed the moment everybody started thinking that a thousand and four thousand and five thousand dollars to wipe on a product was going to be their long term business model. It, it just yeah. it never happens that way. It wasn't that way with sealants. It won't be that with coatings. And that's why we've tried to really publicly talk about, you know, my next thing for the industry on the professional side is, you know, as that ceramic coating scam begins to unwind, I think the big part for the professional detail market is going to be that two to $500 price point for entry level coatings, right? Yeah. That you can apply with ease that you can be done in a much, much more value centered for a customer. Because if the overall industry is fed by an economy that's weak and moving into 2021, listen, I'm no economist, but what everybody talks about is overall, the economy will begin to slowly move down as right. We needed stimulus money to keep it going. Mm -hmm. Why did we need stimulus money? Because the economy was headed bad. So mm -hmm. we just really kind of inflated what was going to happen already. So there is a big theory that, you know, 2021, once there's no stimulus, Overall, a lot of people are going to be in a struggle. And so if detailers continue to try, right, over the past years, they've always wanted these big ticket prices. Mm -hmm. If they continue to go for that, there's a question if those continue to be in business. Whereas that two to $500 price point, a mm -hmm. one, two, three to five year coding, I think those are going to be where people can really succeed. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so funny that you mentioned that. Two, you said two to five hundred dollars, right? Setup. Mm -hmm. Is it two, that? It's crazy that you said that because we're in a, a, a crazy economy in economic time. People don't have money. Some people have money, but how much is a PS Five? Mm. How much is it? I don't know. I it's didn't like five hundred to six hundred bucks. And isn't it funny that you said the people that are going to have success are the people that sell two to five hundred dollar items, right? Sony knew <laughs> that that was the price that people would pay. That's why they made it that price. And people need to adjust their detailing business model to adjust to the economic times. Exactly. Big, big exactly. time. And they're not adjusting their business model. They're thinking their business model from 2015 is going to work in 2021. And, and it's and not going to work. Yeah. So this is what's interesting. A lot of the, you know, the coding companies and the brands that have really popped, spent a lot of money and really grew their brand for, you know, when you mentioned 2015, 16, 17, 18, uh, as ceramics and as all that side of our industry began to expand, well, 
a lot of detailers began to latch on and became very loyal to brands, would even put their logo over their own Facebook photo, would put it as their cover photo instead of their own family. Bizarre <laughs> yeah. that you would promote somebody else's brand instead of your own without being paid. That really always debacled me. How detailers would do that, very bad business move, and they supported a brand that maybe won't support them in these times. And we are already, Greg, already seeing it. We've got a guy that uh, is a professional detailer. He's come out publicly. His name's Steve from Shime Doctor. I'm not sure if you've seen some of his posts. He's a very, you know, progressive. He likes to let people know his opinions. He's He's been in the industry a long time, does incredible work, very talented. And he has come out publicly against brands for not supporting detailers or really giving any help to de professional detailers and almost seems like they're getting passed by. Greg, when you hear that uh, as a brand yourself, you know, what, how do you associate, uh, you know, helping or supporting or why do you think brands don't really do a lot for the professional market to help them out? You know, it's, it's a weird question that I'd like to ask other, other brands, you know, that same question. Why, why don't you reach out and support other detailing um, brands. It's like, there's no, not other detailing brands like support brands. detailing, like yeah, professional so, detailers. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very weird, it's a very weird question, man. Like I, I kind of wonder the same thing. Why, why don't they support these detailers? And a lot of the time, sometimes there's a lot of detailers out there that, and, and this is, this is no joke. This is straight up. What if I told you that everybody that I've ever met my whole entire life knows how to wash a car better than me? What if I told you that? And this is seriously the actual opinion that I've, my experience, like no joke, my brother who has the dirtiest car all the time, he washes details better than me. Yeah. You know, like, like, well, Greg, you take a beating in a lot of the forums because you'll voice an opinion and people say you're wrong. And they, you know, they tell you that they do it better than you. Yeah, You're right. I mean, it's a very, it's a very big thing. Go ahead. Yeah, keep going. Everybody does, it Every, everybody does it better than somebody else, but that's why a lot of these other companies don't invest time into the professional market because they already know it all. They already know everything, even though they might not know anything, but at least the um, enthusiast market is still open to accepting more knowledge. Cause some of these people come and they're like, Hey, I know nothing about detailing. Can we learn? Uh, can you show us? And it allows them to get good information from the start. Because in reality, most of detailers on the market, professional detailers have been taught the wrong information like four times. They started out with the wrong information and then it was taught the wrong information again. And a lot of times it's just been wrong information compounded on another. Like, I, like how many times have, have you heard a professional detailer say, no, I don't use towels. I use newspaper on my glass. How many times have you heard that? I've heard that a lot. I've heard oh, that. Really? I, I don't hear I've that heard much. it a lot, bro. I've heard it a lot. I've heard, I've heard the craziest stuff because they've heard it from one person told them wrong information and it got repeated. It's like telephone. You heard, you started out with used towels and it ended up to newspaper. <laughs> and then now they're cleaning the, the glass with newspaper. I have a lot of this stuff on video because I encounter it in the real world. And I, I, I try to tell people, look, this is what's happening out there. And a lot of professionals don't want to accept it. I have a video on my Facebook from about maybe four or five years ago. And I said that soon enough, they will have ceramic coatings at the coin wash. 
And people were yep. like, no, 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 this isn't yep. going to happen, Greg. You're just, you're, you know, you're just saying that because you're not in the coding industry because you don't own a coding business. I said, this isn't really anything. I'm just being honest with you telling it yeah. how it is. And now we're in 2021 and we're at that point where you can pay like $3 in the little machine and you're ceramic coating your car. So we, the whole times have changed on that. And it's, it's interesting that you say, you know, you mentioned the professional market <laughs> because uh, if the professional market wants to grow more, it really doesn't matter about the products. It's about the services. The products actually shouldn't matter on a professional side. The products are like a tool and they'll help you get the job done. But a professional is really selling its service. They're selling that they're going to be there on time. Their car is going to get washed. And I, and I tell this to a lot of people that um, the professional market is interesting because the consumer doesn't care what product you used or uh, anything like that. They just care about that their car was clean and that it got done. It's like when you go to the doctor, you're not asking the doctor, hey, what brand of stitches are you putting on me? Hey, doctor, like, you know, what brand of needle are you using to inject me with this coronavirus thing, you know, or, or, you know, yeah, exactly. It's a good question. When people go and get their um, coronavirus test, they're not asking, hey, what's the exact thing that you're putting up my nose? What's the brand? Is that the 3M, like, double platinum swab or something like that yeah uh, i get it what about what about on a car though i mean if you go and get your oil changed are you specifically loyal to a specific type of oil or do you just take i am the i am but other people aren't the majority yeah, i would say the majority aren't like the majority there are some that are extremely loyal like hey i gotta only use pinsky or only use valvoline because they watch them go around a track every every sunday but otherwise yeah i mean I'm going in and saying whatever, because to me, they're all going to be about the same. Yeah, the, the studies have proven that, um, the, the studies have proven that, that they, as long as you change your oil on a consistent basis, on time, any oil that you use is going to get great results. Like, yeah. I, I personally use Mobile One in all my cars. I've used it for like decades. And I get it at Costco because it's a great price, but I change my oil all the time, you know? And there's a guy, speaking of oil, you know, there's a guy on, on, on Facebook and or YouTube, and he does like oil tests about which oils protect more. And he found out that this cheap shell oil protected it, you know, the best from like it was like a farm equipment oil, right? It's crazy how that works. It's 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 just about doing the process. I produce yeah. you know, detailing. It's like your car is going to look good, whatever process you use, whether it's snow foam or waterless or rinseless. As long as you're getting out there and you're cleaning your car and your car comes out clean. It's going to be a great job, you know. Whatever brand you choose on detailing, I choose Masters Car Care because it gets great. Results, you know? <laughs> it's it's a good thing you do. It's a good thing you do. Uh, you know, when I look at Steve's post and I've reached out to him, hopefully he'll come on and have a chat. Um, you know, we and I look at the way brands, so to speak, handle detailers. You know, I've I've tried to be as public as I can to to say what happens here in Oklahoma. Plenty of brands have given detailers a map and, hey, if you pay this amount, you'll get a map and you'll be, no, it ain't true. It's almost from every single brand, they bump a detailer to bring in another detailer and there's another one that shows up two miles away or five miles away. And it's not specifically just one brand. Multiple big coding companies have done that. When you yeah. buy a territory, it's fucking bullshit. So, the, you know, when I look at why have brands not really helped detailers through these times? Well, I think it's because the brands themselves, well, 
you mentioned what's the number one thing? Sales. So what drives brands? Sales. Who makes the best salesman? People that come from a great college and get a degree and have worked at some sales company and have a great resume that they know how to do sales really, really well. Do those people come from our industry? No. Do those people really know how to help? Well, I don't know. Apparently not so well. However, the brands that, and there are, there's some brands that much smaller, but they're built and they're owned and they're run by people that detail cars on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Why do I think that those brands are a little bit more important? Because those people know service. Detailing is a service-based business when you're in the professional side. Mm -hmm. And so if brands don't know service, well, then they don't know how to give. Mm -hmm. So yeah. from our brand, what we've done is we've really helped try and put out as much help, information. We do weekly free stuff, podcasts. We do free pop-up trainings. We'll be at Mobile Tech. Very few people are going to take, when I think of brands, take that leap to go help invest, give away free beer, have podcasts, be that active in, in the community. Why not? Well, because they just, I think they just literally didn't know. They took sales over branding. Yeah. Took sales over giving, mm -hmm. right? Branding and giving is a big deal because, well, in service base, if you're a professional detailer, the more you can give to your customer, wow, what you think that customer is going to be more appreciative? Yes. Yeah. You think that customer will tip more? Yes. Will they encourage other friends to use you? Yes. I mean, the more you give, the more you serve your customers, and that can be done in a bunch of different ways. However you choose that you think, this is, Greg, this is the part what I love about the professional side is that if a detailer truly is passionate about their business, they'll create and they'll imagine and they'll think of ideas on how to service their customers better. Yes. So whatever idea that you guys come up with, gals, whichever, Hey, love to chat about it, Greg. I think you would do a great job of chatting about it. We've said that before. Let's have an open. Let's have some people come on or yeah. come to the community pub every yeah. Wednesday night, 730. Yeah. And we can chat through ideas on how we can service our customers better. What you're describing right? is you're describing, I use this word a lot. It's value. Yeah. It's how, how do you, how do you add value to your customers. That's that's what's going to distinguish people from success and not success in 2021. How much value do you get? And and that's why a lot of people buy products directly from our website instead of buying it from Walmart, AutoZone, Pep Boys, all those other. They buy directly from our website because they get more value when they get it. Uh, they get free items. They get fast shipping. They get it to their door. They don't need to leave their house. It's all these plus plus things and it's value that they don't get at the other places. And if you're a professional, it's all about just adding value to the customer. And what's that value? It could be extra services, better pricing, on-time promptness. I, I've told this for people all the time. If I knew a detailer that could come to my work or house and wash one of my cars for me every week because I got a bunch of cars, I would totally hire them and pay them. But I don't know any detailer that will come on time, give me great value, great service, and always do a good job that I know that I could trust. And so if I don't know anybody out there that could do that, that the market must be 
fucking huge because there must be a lot of people like me out there that just need somebody to come and give me a good wash every single week, you know, because I'm too busy. I, you know, somebody like me, there's a lot of people out there that have like four or five cars. You can't wash all the cars every week. You're going to be washing your car every single day, you know, and sometimes you might need to spend time with your family or your friends or work. And that's where these people are going to have time adding value. I think is like the, I, I kind of want to make that my word for the year value <laughs> value. That's like, I think that's going to be was our big word last year, man. So you can have it this year. Go for that it. That was your word last year was value. Yeah. We, we really spoke heavy on value at all of our trainings. And when I would talk and at mobile tech, when we did education, uh, we'll do education day this year. And um, uh, so this year would be interesting. Last year, we, you know, we talked this year, here's what we're going to talk about is marketing in today's world. Well, that's pretty good. Right. You and I've talked yeah. about it. You know, we'll talk throughout about it the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how yeah. do detailers use today's technology yeah. and create a marketing plan and a marketing strategy yeah. around it? Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. That'll be uh, on the uh, yeah. Thursday at eight o'clock mobile tech yeah. education. Greg, thanks so much for your time as always. Great Thank discussion, so man. Happy new year to you. Yeah. Happy 2021. Wish you all the success in everything that you do this year, man. Yeah. Thank really you very do. much. Really do. And uh, I look forward to talking more. And next week we'll talk about more cool stuff right here. Pints and Sounds good, man. <laughs> have a great day, Greg. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. You have a great new year. Thank you. See ya. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Thank you.